Thank you to our four sponsors for supporting our podcast. Johnny Russell's Art Caterers and Milktown Pies, Alexander Grace Law, Jez and Lisa's Spoonful of Sweets and SPE Furnishings. Links to their websites are available in the show notes and on our website. Don't forget to subscribe to get all the latest episodes as soon as they're released. You know, 16, 17, 18, 19, you're obviously getting some runs in the second team. You're playing, you know, with your muckers and things are developing. The club is looking at, believe it or not, I can't, I don't know where, how we've got to where we are because we relied on you, seven idiots. But we're, we're looking at you lot to try and push on, you know, to get over the likes of Stan and Phil and Lofty and those people going away. And I was like in the middle of it all. What, what's your memories around that? Can you remember much? About yeah, uh, great memories. Shez, uh, Shez, you know, Shez was brilliant. Uh, Shez was captain when I, when I was a young lad in and around that time. And he was brilliant because basically he just he just said to me, if I, you know, I think I'm going to be captain and I want you to open back with Ted. I do care about performances, but I want you to go and learn off Ted and I want, you know, I think I'm playing, I want you to go up there. So that was great for me. Do you know what I mean? That was fantastic yeah. and we're real vote of confidence. But all my batting with, with Ted Whittle were absolutely, it would just laugh a minute. I, as a cricketer, I, the way I viewed myself was, I didn't have the natural ability that others had. I used to try and really apply myself and really graft and, and bet the most of what I had. Whereas yeah. Ted, it just, it just made it look so easy. I remember once we were playing at home against Aslinden. Ted's rocked up, you know, later than everyone else. He's a bit lashed up. He's had, he's had a good night. Let's and anyway, so we wore the lights at the middle, and uh, Ted says, "Great gaff, uh, lad from the top end. Was well, a really good Yorker first up. So just be careful. Just be careful and keep your eye on it. Yeah, yeah, Ted. Yeah, yeah, Ted. Yeah. So we're playing pretty high up on the square, and uh, lad runs in from from Liverpool Road end. Third ball at game. Full in-looking Yorker. Ted." Stumps everywhere. <laughs> Turns up and says, See, see, I've told you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm crying, laughing. All these blokes noted, they're all laughing. Dave yeah. Kropinski, you know, poor Dave Kropinski walks into that at three and he's walking in. Even umpires were laughing. It was just absolutely brilliant. But that, you know, boy, what a player Ted were, uh, you know, um, especially at second 11. You know, if he if he fancied it that day, it just took people to cleaners. Such a natural natural player. Learn loads off. Learn loads off him. No, that's interesting that you, you talk about Ted Lar. You know, we, we keep getting recommendations of who should come on as a guest, and we're even getting some daft ideas about getting clubs from players from other clubs on, which obviously is not going to happen. Um, but Ted was, he really was an out and out. You know, I know he played at Rockstar before, but he'd come and play for us. And out and out, do anything for anyone and help and support anyone. That that's uh, I'm sure there's more stories about Ted that we need to to uncover. But that's fantastic. So he's telling you how to play, it and then gets out yourself and shouts down. Yeah, he, he also as well at that time as well started like getting uh, you know a massive punk word into his punk music. Ted, yeah. and got, you know, got me and Stanley into punk and that, and took us to see uh, took us to see Buscocks in Manchester one night in Ted. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me and Stanley went with uh, Ted and Richard. That's a great tale. He's been linked, lending his CDs as Ted, you know, back in the day where you know, right, I'm lending you these, but that's one of my favorite. Do not scratch it. You're like, oh, yeah, hey, Ted, yeah. So, anyway, so you'd listen to it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that had been going on for a while. And me and Matt Stanley were right into it. So, he says, uh, right, uh, Buzzcocks are playing at, uh, in Manchester. Do you want to go? Me and Stanley, like, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> 
only 18 year old, never really been out on a night out in Manchester. She said, basically, we'll go to watch Buzzcocks and then uh, and then we'll wait for a few beers after. Winter. So basically, he says, get on X43, get off uh, get off at Jester's. Remember Jester's? Yeah. Get off at Jester's. I'll have been in there all afternoon with, uh, with Richard. We'll have a few more in there, then we'll get back on X43 and then we'll sort it. So, me and so Ted gets ticket. So, me and Matt Stanley, right, happy days. So, we're at home. Getting ready, doing all this and this, blah, blah, blah. Bear in mind, we're going to a punk gig. Right? We get to the next 43. I've got, I've got a Lacoste polo shirt on, but it airs <laughs> gel to bugger it. I've got a pair of nice sort of cords on, nice slip on black shoes. Stanley's dressed up at Nans as well. Like, yeah, you do it. I think you were like, no, it's good. <laughs> and uh, gets off bus outside Jester's because bus sort of right across the road, weren't it? Cousin to Jester's. Door opens and it was like that. Everyone, jukebox stock, everyone's went. <laughs> And Ted went, look at these two dicks. Like Ted's there with big jeans on, with a leather jacket. And uh, so he gave us some right stick. But anyway, we got there. Went to went to the game, having a few beers. And uh, just before we went into the game, into the game I, I was really wet behind ears with, 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 with crack and stuff like that. But I loved it. No problem. But I was so up for the night. And I was standing there as well. And, you know, we're just taking everything in. And we're wearing this boozer. And it was like, literally like that. Just before we were going in for a few beers. And uh, we're dying for a while. And uh, I said, Ted, Ted, where's, where's Jensen here? Do you know where we came in? I said, yeah. He says, well, as, you, as you're coming in, you first right, and then take your first left, it's right there. I went, oh, cheers, Ted, cheers. So, so I turned around, starts making me way back down to where we come. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I must have took me 15 minutes. Gets there, so right, so turn right, right opens the door, it was broom cupboard. <laughs> so, I, so I starts laughing, starts laughing. Goes back in, and as I looked... As I went into the main thing where we were, I looked up and literally where we were stood, if I'd have gone like that, there were eight big blue neon sights saying gents right behind Ted. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so we go stick gig, as a right good do at Buzzcocks, as you'd expect, Jess, brilliant, uh, really good night, proper laugh. And then we go for a pint after in uh, Manchester and he says, wait, I'm going to take you to uh, Rockwell and Deansgate. Do you know it? Me and I like, ah, no, no, no. Right, so we're queuing up. Me and Stanley looking around thinking, it looks a bit ropey in here, like, you know, we clearly tell them what right swift. And uh, anyway, so we get stuck front and Bounce says, uh, puts his arm across me and Stanley. Excuse me, lad, so we think he's going to idea us. So we're ready to get his passports out Friday. He says, uh, are you doing right, Gaff? <laughs> says, uh, yeah, yeah, we're with empty there. Says, well, what, you don't get interfered with in here. Well, that is it. That is it. You say like that. <laughs> I can just picture you, Gav, with your hair gel down. You'll have a, some sort of Lacoste aftershave on, your T-shirt with your, your polo neck buttoned up and your fancy Absolutely. clothes. Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Honestly, bloody hell. Oh, brilliant. But great night, though. And Ted was superb. Looked after us all night. Brilliant, you know what I mean? Just a, just a top bloke. Absolute top bloke. He really is a great, a great character, a great man. Dude, during that time, were you getting in the first team... Ish then with Charlie that no. when you what you it were a bit later with it, it was two it was two thousand before I got in first team so all all sort of back in the nineties we were playing it seconds together yeah me and Gav and Matt Stanley and Marquis and Charlie when he were up and down for first team and yeah. Johnny when he were up and down for first team because they didn't play in first team every week no. uh, Johnny and Charlie at that stage they were they were up and down so there would be times when the full six of us were, were together in seconds yeah we were we were we were getting ideas above the station at that stage you know we were we were thinking we were 
the big boys and we weren't. It can't have been easy captain in that side at that stage. I think no. it might have been Pete Gaynor were doing it and we were we were running out we were running a mock really. It were well, I mean we were doing all right cricket wise, but it were the all the other stuff that goes with it that can't yeah. have been thing, can't have been easy. The thing the thing I remember John, you know, I mean we didn't win many games, but when we did win, boy did we have a fight and did we enjoy it. Because we were we were all pals together, weren't we? But we do you not think we'd got that from this lot though, Gav? Absolutely, mate. From, Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. That, that were, it was kind of that with like the culture of the club, weren't it? You know, yeah. I'm not saying, oh, we yeah, hundred percent. We Mickey Mouse cricketers by any stretch. We, you know, we had some good players, but yeah. the club, the kind of the, the culture the whole club was at that yeah. stage. You, you know, when you do well, you celebrate it because we don't do well every week. So yeah. if it does go our way, we're going to make sure we we enjoy it. That that was um, that that kind of was how it felt all the way all the way through, really. So, yeah, we were fully paid up members. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good that you say that, Duke, you know, and, and the people who were, you know, just above you and senior to you had got it from people before them. And, and it is, a, you know, a case of so much of a let's enjoy success together, but when things aren't going great, and I know it's all right, you know, now that things are going very well, but it's still a good mantra to, to hold together when things aren't going so well. You've got to stick together. You know, and if it's over a pint or if it's on a station or over a you know a serious chat about something, then then you've got to do it. And it, um, I'm just looking, you know, looking at some of the scorecards there for going back that far. There is, you know, some good sides there and some good young cricketers who who gave the role. That's it. I mean, you know, I missed a cricketer out there as well. You know, Dave Waller missed in that. You know, real cricketer, especially yeah. at second eleven. You know, hell of a bat at second eleven standard. You know, and just some good cricket, just some really good cricketers in the sides. You know, and you're thinking. You know, I need to shut myself if I'm going to, you know, play ahead of these or play with these at any length of time. Yeah. I mean, I've just tapped on one of you. You know, you're right. Ted was in there. Yourself, Matt Stanley, Dave Worley, Aggers, Matt Marcus, uh, Paul Stanley, Peter Gain, who were probably captain. Chris Astin, you know, a good player. Good cricketer. Yeah. Sam Tricky. And then I think it was Dave Fisher, weren't it? He, he's in there as a D Fisher. Yeah, Dave Fisher. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you must have been up in the uh, the first team there. So you, you're establishing yourself in there, Gav, and you... You are, um, it's, it's not a criticism of you, this, but you are a very modest type of guy. You just do your job, you'll get on with it, you think about how you can do it better. But, you know, within this podcast, we'd like to get out with you, you know, the, the good games that you had when you when you had good scores and you came out, you were really chuffed with yourself. What are your memories around scores in the second team and, you know, victories and playing with your mates and having good days? So the, the first one, the, the, this will be an easy section, this is, because there aren't many. <laughs> but uh, to be honest with you, the first one probably with two thousand uh, calling away Benny uh, when you got hundred. So I, well, oh, thanks 20... for bringing that up, Gav. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> it's about you, Gav. <laughs> uh, I'd have been twenty-one, and up to that point, you know, I'd, I'd done all right. I'd had a <clears throat> second team fifty, but I haven't had as many as I liked. And, uh, you know, going out and having a beer and stuff like that, and then you know, perhaps getting left out at seconds and stuff like that. And by that time. Just before that game, and actually the thirds had played on the Saturday, and I was actually in the thirds, and I weren't in any nick whatsoever, and I got 30-odd opening up. And I remember this clearly, because these were kind of lads that we had playing for us. And this, the game was Sunday, Churchill, uh, sorry, Colmer Way. Okay. And Jimmy Browley had taken my shopping in second team. And Jimmy Browley, Tommy's older brother, great lad, and, you know, not shy of ability either. But he was a really good lad. And for, for whatever reason, I can't remember, but he couldn't play. And he texted me on the more. I, I got round and said, can you play? I was down as reserve or whatever. Absolutely, of course I can. Of course I'll play. And he texted me to Jimmy Browley saying, Gav, I've heard you play. Best of luck, mate. And I thought, oh, that's really nice. That's brilliant. Yeah. 
Yeah. And anyway, uh, they're back first and got 260 odd. And you're thinking, bloody hell, you know, we're staring down barrel here. And in reply, we were seven for three. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you're thinking, right, real dudes, you know, we've fagged it to every part of Colm and we're going to be home before half past. And then Raz Esketh and Chris Astin uh, settled in uh, and they put quite a few on. Raz Esketh got, a f- uh, Chris got a few. And then me and Benny come together uh, and so was home, you know, and, and I got 50 odd not out and Benny got 100. And, and I do remember that quite clearly because, you know, it, it sort of made me think to myself, do you know what? I won't say, you know, I don't want to swear, but I won't say it was shit or books, but, you know, if I, if I'd have bombed again then, who knows when I'd have played again? Then I'm 22 year after. Who knows? Whatever. You know, quite a bit of turnaround. I proved a bit to myself there. Uh, you know, and, and for a good, I'd say probably 15 overs. So I think we should chase easily seven and over, eight and over, something like that. And, and you know, we did feel like we ran them unbelievably. Looking at us now, two poorly lads, but we ran them <laughs> And we did really well. And, and then, you know, from then on in, I proved something to myself a little bit. And then a couple of weeks later, I got 80 on that out to Ake. I, I, think, I think a bit of a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. You know, I can play, I can do this. But looking back retrospectively, I wish I'd have kicked on from that then. But yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? And that's, that's you know, look, it is what it is. I had a great ride, yeah. you know. But yeah. that game there, and then the, the Ake the week later, in a couple of weeks there, I proved to myself, yeah, you know, I can play at this level. You know, I can then look, you know, right, you know, get established at this level now, get a place inside, and then go again. Fortunately, you know, that's not happened. No, that's brilliant. And you that's typical you, Gav, that you analyse yourself and you work out that you can get that, you know, as being a top-class second-team player, you know, and a, a lad who can come in the first and do a job uh, when required. Joe, Martin, anything you want to bring up? I found that bit really interesting then, Gav. I found it all interesting, but that bit in particular, because I only ever played one game with you in whilst we were... Uh, whilst you were playing. But obviously I had more time with you when you were the second team manager. Mm. And seeing that you were quite an unconfident cricketer, you didn't really believe in yourself, is mm. the complete opposite of what you were like as a manager, trying to make sure that we were, we had the confidence to be as good as we, we could be. And I find that kind of, I find it really, I, I, I find it amazing that you were sort of able to give us the confidence to perform as you know, we were 15, 14 and 15 year old kids, not yeah. really knowing anything, but seeing, you know, when you were the manager and seeing what we could do, but you didn't have, it seems like you didn't have that confidence up until a little bit later. Well, yeah, it was, to be honest with you, Joe, it were the sport I'd played, you know, as a kid, football, sort of being big headed or anything like that, but it all came pretty naturally, did that. And I was comfortable at that and I was confident at that. Um, and I didn't really, yeah, I had to work hard and I, and I did work hard and I was growing up, but. What I mean is, I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I also enjoyed it because I, I were all right at it. But I, there was a difference between football and cricket for me. I loved cricket uh, and I wasn't a natural at cricket and that made me want it even more. And cricket, you, as we all know, you lads know better than me because you're better players than me. But as a bat, you get one chance and you have to wait all week to do it again. And when you're going, you know, when you're the type of player of an hour and I'm not fishing for confidence, one couple of weeks can turn into a long month. Mm. And especially when... You know, you have to, you re, you know, you have to, I had to net Tuesday and Thursday. I had to have a good week's of netting to make, to give myself a bit of confidence to think, yeah, you know, I'm prepared for it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd have got probably gone out on Friday night and, you know, and had a skin full. But, but, you know, I knew that I'd done the prep during the week. I knew I had a couple of good nets because that's another good thing. Uh, I wonder what you'd say about this, Benny, as well. It's, it was brilliant being a young, I mean, I know you were an all-rounder job, but as a batter, you couldn't wish to have a better net 
you know, because you'd look if you were lucky enough, they expect you when you were getting older, you did. But you'd be both, you'd be batting against you, Matt, Pro, Paul Stanley, you know, you know, good bowlers. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking, you know, this is a great net, is it? And I'd be thinking, if I don't get out here, if I don't get out, you know, or whatever, I'll be all right. And I'll be, you know, giving, you know, I look all right to these chaps here. You know what I mean? And I can get shields out, or this, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. And that's why, honestly, I used to look at Tuesday and Thursday nights, and I really used to analyse it like that. And it probably didn't, I tried to make it not look like that. But in my head, that's what I was doing. I really were, because I wanted it that much. Do you know what I mean? I really did. And I probably did a decent job of disguising that. But, you know, deep down, you know, I mean, Benny, you know that. We we used to talk loads about it. Um, you know, and, and we wanted it loads, and we really did want to play. You know, yeah, and that's interesting, that Gav, because I do remember it. You know, and when you were young kids, I really enjoyed wild bowling at you because you would you would properly be serious. You wouldn't start to, you know, sometimes with all respect, Charlie would just go mentally, just try and smash everything out of the ground, or you know, Dooch was was different to bowl that. You know, flat back trying to hit your top <laughs> over your head. Um, but I do remember bowling to you, Gav, that. You know, you would, it was a dead, you know, right, we're going to have 20 minutes here and it's a game, it's a competition now. This yeah. is, we're competing against each other. And I think, Joe Martin, going back to what you're, you were saying there, Gav is, is very good at that, you know, trying to impart his knowledge or trying to develop people and just be the right person there when things are going bad or when they're going good, whereas he possibly didn't do it enough in his own career, really, to to decide how you know, right? I'm going to be selfish and do this different. I think I, I think I found the game that you where you where you got eighty odd Aki away, was it? Yeah. yeah. Me and Paul Stanley put a few on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think you were standing looking at that. Put seventy odd on. Uh, Paul Stanley got thirty seven. You ended up eighty three and eight and won won quite easily. So yeah, great memories. Uh, right, Gav. Let's just move on to what you know your aspirations were as. And I can only tell you how I saw you and what you felt like in the first team. You always felt like a really good first team squad player, which I never had an issue of you being in the first team and playing in the first team, first team with us. And what were your perception of how that period went? You know, when you were playing your best cricket, you were getting picked for the first team on merit in big games. How did you feel that went throughout through those? Honestly, I, I realised very quickly that I were out my depth. And I just wanted to ride that roller coaster, mate. I know it's a cheesy saying, but it's true. And I just thought, look, I'm going to get found out eventually. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy it for as long as I can because I could not believe. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, I had come on a little bit, uh, you know, and, 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 I, and I felt as though in certain games, you know, I could do a job. Walking out, you know, not only just playing first-team cricket, but I was fortunate enough to open the batting. Now, yeah. To open the batting floor is first 11. You know, you're honoured to do that. There are some great players who've done that in the past, and they really are. You know, I mean, you know, just as I remember, you know, you know, the likes of Iggy and, you know, Stan and then, you know, you know Nicky and, you know, and it's a real, you know, you, you, you're you proud to do that, to walk out. You know, when I walked out and opened batting, I remember opening batting at Burnley at Stan. I was proud as punch. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, you know, walking out with badge on your chest, walking out, I thought, this is, this is, this is great. But, um, you know, I mean, I remember putting 50 on when Stan actually the first wicket at Burnley. He got 49. <laughs> no, he didn't. But, all singles. No, uh, but no, no, but stuff like that, you know, um, walking out with Nicky at home, you know, just so proud. But, you know, listen, uh, you know, my only stance is I could, 
I, I loved every minute of it, but I knew deep down I weren't good enough. And I knew that sooner or later I'd get found out and I'd go back to second level. And I had, Jess, seriously, mate, I had no, no problems with that, no qualms with it at all. No. no I, I, loved, I loved being a part of it. I did on, yeah. th- on third man finally, no problem. Yeah. I did. And you did, you know, and you did, you, you, that did come across. You were very much, look, I'm here to do a job. I will do the job. But, I, you know, a team isn't about 11 stands or 11 Joe Martins. It's about, you know, it's about what what person can do on that day mm-hmm. for that team, you know. And mm-hmm. it's a sweeping statement you saying, I know, I, you know, I could get found out. I weren't, I wasn't good enough. But you were, you did jobs for the club and you, you scored runs. You know, at, at times, and and contributed to the dressing room, etc. Yes. Um, so you know, again, I also think Gav, that sorry, Jez, I also no, think no. that it can. It's a culture shock, isn't it, when you first when you first go up to the first team when you've not been in the first team all along. At the start, I remember thinking, I, I'm I'm way out of my depth here. You, you just these players are far better than I am, and they're far better than the players that I've had any sort of success against before. But mm. I do think that you do gradually. Get used to it. You you know you never conquer it because we we're not that good. But eventually, if you stick 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 it out for long enough, you do bring yourself up a little bit to their level, and you you do realise that you have got the ability to get a little bit nearer to them, and yeah, it's not that yeah. big of a gap. Yeah. Um. Whether you ever gave yourself that chance or not in your own head, who who knows? Yeah. 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 yeah no, it's a good point. Is that dude? And you know, and. Who, who really cares now because Gav's really had a great time. He's, you know, we're still all together. It doesn't really matter. But just going back to your mm-hmm. point there, Dooch, and I'm not suggesting you did this or I did it or Joe Martin, uh, Joe Martin's doing it, but sometimes it's having the ability to blag it. Mm-hmm. You get in there, you think, how on earth am I in this team with this person and that, you know, that, that I'm playing against these sorts of people. Some people have the ability to go out, the chest stuck out, and they look like they belong. When underneath, they know that they don't belong. They're not good enough. But you get away with it because you just you front it out, really. You Absolutely. just front things yeah. out. Um, and I'm not saying you didn't have that, Gav, and I'm not saying that Joe Benaducci had it or I had it, but it's just, you know, there's, there's, so, you know, there's fine lines between it all. Um, so, you know, you mentioned there about opening the batting with Stan and getting, getting those, you know, and other games you've played in. Um, memorable games, memorable stories within a game, maybe in the first um, team. What what comes to mind around that first team? Yeah, uh, I can't remember who Franklin Rose was playing for, but we were playing at all. Enfield. It was some point. I remember being back in middle order. And I remember thinking, sat on my back. And it weren't a quick wicket, obviously, because we were at home. But it you know a bit, a bit, a bit damp and what have you. And he's bowling at Blaze and he's beat Blaze three times out, three outside of stump, and I'm just sat there. And there's, there's a few on. And, and everyone's looking at you, aren't they? Everyone's watching. And I'm sat in the back thinking, what, what am I doing here? This is, half, like laughing, thinking, what am I supposed to do here? Do you know what I mean? He's making, you know, he's the best player I've ever seen, 22 yards away, you can get a bat on him. But then, yeah, and then uh, again, the bat on the place over at, uh, over at Todman and when they had uh, Ibrahali and Pandey. And then yeah. he used to bowl in there, like a million yeah. overs every weekend. Yeah. Well, yeah. for lads like me, we always work that. I play about four shots before the ball come to me. You know, like for example, you know, I, you know, I got, I think I might have got teams away against him. You know, and, and I'm like using back of my back, every edge at back, blah blah blah. I finally gets a leg, a leg back to the other end. Blaze is like, ah, oh, alley balls just, just. There must have been about that much more air on it. Blaze comes down and just, poof, 
it's been to school. I was saying, yeah, shot blaze. And then I walked back to the town and thought, get a grip shield. <laughs> you just walked down Wicker and gone, yeah, shot blaze. Is it blazes going to go? Yeah, cheers, guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, couldn't be dick, you know what I mean? But I mean, he wants he's a lovely bloke in it, but I was like, ah, shields, get a grip, you know what I mean? Yeah. But no, you know, like I said, all of it were great moments, uh, yeah. just yeah. first team. And my overriding memory is uh, I was just ever so proud, proud of myself that I, that, that I got there, you know, whether whether it were by, uh, you know, I, I think I earned my right to get in there, you know, and stand out me, get in, get, you know, do that. I mean, you know, this, I think it was the start of 2002, Stammer coming back from his knee injury, and I really benefit, benefited from batting with him uh, yeah. in the second 11. And he scored some runs, and I scored some runs as well, and had a really strong start to the season. And that's that's when I, you know, got into second, you know, first team. So, I, you know, I'd like to think that I... I I earned the right to get there. And then, lads, I'm just ever so proud. Uh, you know, I've got my number, you know, uh, and I, I'm just really proud, uh, you know, to, you know, to, to represent the club. Uh, you know, because first and foremost, we're all fans, aren't we? Yeah. Um, you know, and I've been lucky enough to play for this team and, and represent the club. Yeah, that's a great, great point that you make there. And we've all been... We've all been there, the, you know, people who've played it, you know, it doesn't matter, first team, whatever, but when you stand there and you look at the opposition's pro or, or even a good amateur, how on earth, what mm. am I going to do against this? You know, we've, we've listened to Chris Scott about when he faced, I, can't, I think it was Wayne Daniels, and you listen to, yeah. you know, other podcasts where people are looking at the other end and think, why am I not even on the same field as them? You know, <laughs> you know that can never be taken away from any of us. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fantastic. It, it really is the good memories. Anything from you two before I just go through a few a few stats I've got before we go on to some of the questions we've got, Giorgio? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I imagine we'll talk about when Gav was manager of the team. And the one game I played with Gav, when I, I, when I found out that Gav was going to be playing, I was, ex- I was very excited. I was very excited. And the night before, I um, cleaned my batting pads with Sif <laughs> to make sure they were white so then, so then they weren't dirty. Oh, and Gav could see. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Let's just get this right. So you're really excited because you're playing in a team that Gav's the manager of. No, that Gab was playing him. Oh, he's actually playing, right? Yeah. Okay. And I, I played one game with him. Excitement got the better of you. So you clean your pads with Sif. Yeah. Sif oh. bathroom cleaner. Right. Joe, uh, uh, you never cease to amaze me. So go <laughs> on, yeah. Um, and, I, and I was, and it was genuinely incredible because I don't know if Gab's. Incredible. Can, I don't, it was incredible. It really was. I was a, a 12, I think. I'm very little now, but I was even. I was even yeah, smaller were. then. Were tiny um, top, yeah, I was tiny. And it was a really wet day. The wicket was horrendous. East Lanks, weren't it? Yeah, East Lanks away. And the wicket was terrible. I think we bowled them out for maybe 120. Yeah, um, not that many, were it? No. But 120 on there were quite a, a tough score, yeah. I think, Gav, weren't it? Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, yeah. wasn't easy yeah. to, to, to play on. Whoever I was opening with was out early, and Gav... Gav walks out, and as soon as Gav walked out, I had to kind of pump my chest out a little bit to show that I could sort of do it. And it was it was it was really hard because every ball was spitting, and it was yeah, either it was. like slamming me on my chest or going like hitting on my head. And Gav just walked me through the whole the whole innings, and I think we, we must have put on a hundred. Gav, I think. You did, yeah. Um, I, I, I genuinely do remember the game. I genuinely do remember the game. And uh, let's say it was more difficult for you, Joe, because you were such a small lad. And when it was fitting off a length, it written, you know, your your, yeah. your gloves right in front of you, you know, right in front of you. And, uh, but you showed some stones that day, pal. You really did. And 
And like you say, we, we, you know, if, if, you know, we brought the back of that, really. And, and I got out just before the end. I remember the game because that's actually the last game I ever played. Is it really? Because I can... I, I, and it was... So I remember it. I, I'd, I'd, never, I'd never battered with somebody that was able to, after every single ball, sort of tell me what I should... Not, not sort of tell me what I should be doing, but, you know, walking down and telling, well played, wait for the, you know, wait for the bad ball. Don't, you know, don't go after it. Just keep playing as you are doing and it and it gave me so much confidence going into the into the next game, and I think I got uh, I got I got fifty that game, and then the game after I come I come out I got a hundred the the game after, and through through that I was still trying to remember what Gav was telling me, <laughs> you know, making making sure that just play every ball every ball as you see it, and it had a really really important effect on my on my batting and how I approach games. And, it, and as I say, it was only, you know, it was it was one game, but as a as a kid, it, it really did make a, a massive difference to. to oh, well, that's that's great, pal. Yeah, and I remember it. And yeah, you know, showed some guts that day, and you know, you didn't you didn't toss it off or bottle it, and we broke the back of it, and we won the game, and you you got a red inker, the red ink yeah. panther. So yeah, jobs are good. One. I mean, all credit, you know, good on you, Joe Martin, for for bringing that up. But I think that just you know that sums you up, Gav. That you you know you give a lot of you give a lot of you know your experience out to pull and uh, and people really do appreciate it. You know as much as you might think they don't do. Um, I'm going to go on to Dooch. Is there anything you want to add before I go out of two? Points? Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to say it, it also sums Joe up that he, he he has that happy knack of briefly mentioning the guest's achievement before saying and I got fifty and I got hundred. He, yeah. he manages to do that quite quite frequently. It's a skill. I wanted to mention a game that Gav will not want to talk about because we've discussed it a million times, but it was the cup semi-final, which obviously me and you played in Jez and Gav played him. I know he don't like talking about it, but I think we can't have him on without, without bringing it up. So I think we should get into that a little bit. I, I do, I agree 100%. And that was one of my two points and I've got it up here. So I agree with it. Joe Martin, you were probably busy putting your crushed green velvet jacket on, standing <laughs> in the stand at, um, at church, deciding whether you're going to be Michael Ball or Frank Sinatra at the time. Uh, 23rd of June, 2002, Gav. You know, one of my personal, you know, biggest memories, not, not all good, but some really good memories of the build-up to that. I was convinced that we were going to win the Cup that year. Yeah. You know, a lot more convinced in 2004. We had the right blend you know the pro wasn't um part of us as such but he was a proper match winner jack rudolph yeah, you know i was convinced he was the type of bloke that would do it on the day and and we would all chip in because we would really stick in you look at that side there if we were in the trenches there's there's probably there's there's 10 people in that 11 that you'd want in the trenches with you so i was really comfortable with it i wanted to i was happy we we're going to do it just give us your memory of it gav from you know when we went to the ground and and how things went and we know you don't like talking about this but i think it's important that you give your version of what went on and and how it how it went and how well you played i'll say at the start of this and so you tell us what your memories are of that the build-up to it, really, I remember sort of the week before or something, uh, Matt had a barbecue around it, his dinner, and we all went round and we were all talking about it. And, you know, we all, there was a mixture of nerves and excitement because it was a huge game. You, yeah. like, you know, I mean, you know, because we're that good now, we're playing huge games every year. But back then we didn't, did we really, if we're being honest? 
gents, we didn't. And no. But um, I was, you know, I was, I was so excited and, and nervous. But like you, Jess, you know, I just thought, end of day, they were a good start. So, you know, we were all right on the day. You know, we have a top-class pro who, if he fancies it, you know, there ain't anyone who could bowl the team on that side. No, no qualms about that. Like, like Benny says, we've talked about it a lot. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, mate. I prefer days where... I got, you know, I got 20 or I got five and we won. The, the, the only pleasing thing were it was the biggest game of cricket I'd ever played in. And I and personally I prefer. But it was a horrific day. You know, and you don't you don't play team sports to you know for you know, yourself and stuff like that. You played to win with your mates. And it was one of the worst days ever. Um, you know, there were that many people who rocked up and you wanted to win it, we wanted to do well. And we just I don't know what happened, but we just we just didn't, you know, we got prod basically, ultimately prod. And, at half time, I remember uh, Jack saying, you know, look, do we think we can win it or not? Because if we don't, well, then what's the point of us being here now? Yeah. And we're all like, yeah, 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 of course we can win it. And it didn't go well, did it? Let's be honest. God's honest truth. But I went out to bat. I was just thinking, you know, let's just do the best I can here, you know. The, the cup competitions helped me because, you know, the best two bowlers could bowl all the way through, if I'm being yeah. perfectly honest. So yeah. tactically, I knew that I could, you know, perhaps survive you know, and see perhaps one or two spells out and then go to town, or not go to town, but, you know, attack uh, other bowlers. Uh, you know, there was a short boundary, you know, to my leg side. So, you know, I, I think I played a few slots week, which I've never played before in my life. But I just wanted to do it best I could. Yeah. Uh, you know, and for me, it went all right. Um, but I took no solace in that. And uh, it, what, what made it even worse, well, you know, praying to God that the second team were playing in the semi-final that day as well. And I was hoping to God because it looked like at one point they were going to win it and if you remember we all came back and they got beat as well yeah. and it was one of the crappiest nights ever you yeah. know we just all had a few beers and it yeah. was just it was, it was rubbish do you know yeah. and, and, and it is what it is I, I don't I don't take any sort of comfort in the fact that I, I, I did alright at all that's yeah. not what it's about well it, absolutely not I've got my own views and it's probably because I'm a, quite a bit older than you lot of the way I think about things now what What's your thoughts about, first of all, what Gav says to How do you feel about that game now? Well, I agree with him about the game because we it was the biggest game that we that we played in comfortably and yeah. it was kind of felt like it was the biggest game that we were ever going to play in as well yeah. because, you know, we we played at Law House all, all of our lives, although Gav did used to play for Nelson, as he, as he mentioned. But I'd been a one-clip, one so I'd only known uh, Law House. And... Um, <laughs> And when you when you grow up at Law House, you kind of don't really you don't really expect to play in finals and semi-finals, or that's how it felt at the time. So the fact that we were playing in a semi-final and we got so heavily stuffed out of sight that it felt like the end of the world, really. It felt like, you know, that that, that was as, as high as we were ever going to get a semi-final at church. That was that was going to be it for us. But I do disagree with him about his own performance. I'll tell you why. In a a lot of people go through an entire career without winning anything and without the team doing anything anything good whatsoever. And in, in those teams, like we said earlier, Law House, if you get a little glint of success in a season, you know, you beat a team that you're not supposed to beat or whatever, you have to you have to maximize that. And on that day, Gab's sixty odd was that was that little achievement in the in the gloom. And you know, you look at the card. They got 325 in a, in a, a batting fist against us, and there were still two overs left. We bowled them out. I forgot about that. We could have got yeah, 360. Yeah, um, and we, at one stage, were 54 for eight chasing. Yeah. 
325. Oh, so the fact that we, did, we didn't get anywhere near winning and we never won and we were never going to win. But the fact that we weren't 65 all out yeah. and the back end of the game just gave us a little ray of sunshine yeah. was better than what would have happened if Gavard had got a duck. Yeah, here, here. And he got a collection and he mentioned we all had a load of beer back at club afterwards to drown our sorrows. It Ronnie's collection. Yeah, he paid for it all. Yeah. Mm. Hey, and I mean that... So Dooch was getting to the um, getting more to the twilight years then than Gavis because that's exactly how I feel. As you, uh, you know, the it's not about you know what happened on the day. Yeah, we were absolutely gutted. And I, I mean, it's, I can see Joe Martin listening with interest. It was yeah. I can't build it up enough what the build up to that game was before it. Jack Rudolph was an outstanding match, absolutely outstanding. Um, what happened was we turned up and. They basically flipped a coin and decided if this lands the way they pitched the actual wicket, if it lands heads and we win the toss, we're going to win the game. If it lands tails and we lose the toss, Jack Rudolph could quite easily done of what Higgs did. It was just a complete, I won't use the word farce because it did spoil it, but it was just, you know, it certainly wasn't cheating, but it just, it, it just, it just spoiled the occasion because once someone got in, a pro, a left-hander, it was literally, it was a chip into into people's gardens, and that's what Higgs did. He just completely <laughs> smashed away the game. But I think I'm I, I'm not I'm not deluding myself, Dooch. I don't think, but Jack could have done that. Of course he could, yeah, yeah, he could. But obviously, the chances of him doing it when we when we fagged 325 at first innings, no. you know, we're all demoralised, is significantly yeah. lower. Yeah, yeah, batting second, you know, you've very little chance of, mm. of chasing that. But that's what it was all about, John Martin. They, they took a massive gamble on that we will win the toss, we'll back from this, and what happened, happened. You know, so all credit to their plan, but it was only on a toss of a coin. And I'm I'm really interested in the kind of build-up to, to that game, because obviously yeah. it, it had been no historian, I guess, but it must have been 30 years since... Before. Well, no. <laughs> no, 30 years from that point... Um, from when they last played in the final, eighty-two was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 so years. twenty years. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, twenty. A terrible man. And obviously, I don't think anybody. Did you play in that final, Jess? No. <laughs> hey, you're laughing, you're laughing, dude. I should have played. Yeah, because you, you were you made your debut in eighty-one, didn't you? Yeah, nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. So there, that was a valid question, dude. Okay. All it was, the reason I didn't play is because I didn't have a car and Rusty did. <laughs> <laughs> but so so nobody had played in anything like that before. What was what was it like maybe the week before? What what well, as, as as I say, uh, Matt looked captain and uh, we we had a barbecue round at his house, didn't it? And uh, we all went round and uh, we had a re- really good day and you know we had a few uh, shandies. You know, one or two, uh, one or two cheeseburgers, shall we say? And yeah, I had a very good laugh. And but we we talked about it, and you know, like I say, you know, there were in my mind, uh, Jez and Jordan, they were, you know, fifty percent, you know, nervous excitement, and, and you know, fifty percent, yeah, you know, let, let, let's really get, you know, let's 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 really go for it, you know. I don't think anyone was scared or you know or anything like that. And at any point, did you think you were not after they got three hundred and twenty hot, but Maybe in the build-up to the game, or you know, warm-up. Maybe did you think? What we? What did you think your chances were of winning? Because there was a. I know we've talked about it before about two thousand and four, where the kind of attitude and atmosphere was different to two thousand and two. But 
I, I'm, what were people sort of what were people sort of thinking about whether they could actually win it or not, or whether they th- thought the semi final was, you know, that's where they're going to get. Um, well, from me for that season, it was a really damp season. It was quite a damp season. I really damp around June. I'm trying to flick through the various games, and we played Church the day before and got beat. Right by Church, but we were, you know, Jack. Jax was obviously a fantastic cricketer. You know, there was the odd issue here and there, but he could clearly get big runs when he wanted... Well, not necessarily. He could clearly get big runs at, at the drop of a hat. There was no issue around that. We were all training really hard, you know, with a good a good side. We weren't carrying anyone, really, when you look at it. Um, the fact they beat... My only memory of it is the fact when they beat us the day before, I was convinced we we're going to stuff these the day after. Jack didn't get any runs. The, you know, in the league game, and I just convinced that we we're going to win. I knew everyone was up for it. I knew everyone had worked really hard for it. And it was just, I remember bowling and fielding in that first innings thinking, this is a travesty that we're playing on a pitch that is literally, you know, literally the, is it 25 metre circle? Is it 25 metres or 20? Uh, 25, I think. Whatever the circle Whatever. is, you, it literally were, was only another six foot to the boundary. Oh, really? Oh, right. At the top end at church, and it was just a big gamble, and he just one need it consistently into the into the house at the top, and he just can't. You know, I can't did someone drop him off stage? Can you? I don't remember that. No, I, it, it might have been. I, I blanked a lot of the detail of that day out. Yeah. To be honest, I don't. I, I... Well, hang on, did it did it not go about a million miles in air? I think so, and it landed. It, it, yeah. Something like that happened. Yeah. Real, you, then we all looked at each other and thought, "This is not going to happen." But then I just knew what a maverick Jax was that he could go out there. And absolutely match it. But when we're 18 for a two, yeah, off you know the first five or six overs, it, it really wasn't, you know, it wasn't gonna happen. But I can't echo enough what Duke says. I forgot all that other stuff. It don't bother me now, you know. Don't keep me awake at night. But I remember how old batting with Gav when he got his 50, and it was the best, you know, it, it's such a great memory, it's such good, you know, memory that you know that this lad who works his nuts off does so well and, and works so hard at his game. Has, has got this that no one can ever take it away from him. It doesn't matter what happened. No one can ever take that away from us. So I, I, I'm really glad that we talked that through. And hopefully, Gav, you can start sleeping at nights now. <laughs> <laughs> There's never been any problem there, mate. Believe you me. <laughs> Send more house to save the house.